Hey, are you ready to co-collaborate with the universe in order to unlock, unleash, and truly step into the life of your dreams? Well, my beautiful soul, you are exactly where you need to be, and you're receiving the exact message you need to step into a realm where dreams become reality and desires manifest into existence. But before we get into this week's episode, it's that time of year where I open up the doors to my always sold out transformative program, ITM, Into the Mystic. And in four weeks together, you and I will deep dive into the mystical realm of feminine energy, harness the power of the sun and the moon, tap into the ancient wisdom of crystals, align with your highest potential through shadow work, and master the frequency of, you guessed it, M-O-N-E-Y, money. This is your chance to embrace abundance, fulfillment, and true manifestation like never before. And for my valued podcast listeners, I'm offering an exclusive 20% discount on enrollment with the code ITM20, ITM20. Plus, I offer flexible monthly payment plans that are available to everyone to make this life-changing experience happen. Don't let this opportunity slip away. Step into the mystic, which starts May 26th, and unleash the power within you. To start right now, just slide your finger over to the show notes and enroll today. Learn how to manifest the life of your dreams. You're listening to the Manifesting Miracles podcast. By tuning in today, you're dialing into your frequency of abundance. I'm Michelle J. Lamont, your manifestation master and guide. Ever since 2016, I've been obsessively dedicating my life to uncovering, dissecting, and analyzing every aspect of the practices and modalities in which we call manifestation. You see, you are truly more powerful than you can even imagine and fully capable of manifesting miracles on the daily. I'm going to teach you how to attract a life beyond your wildest dreams using your own divine power. So let's get started manifesting your miracles right now. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is time for us to align ourselves with the highest and the best vibrational reality that you and I can manifest in our timeline. And this is no coincidence that the universe is absolutely drawing your energy towards this podcast. Your angels, your guides, your ancestors are all looking at you in this moment, in this timeline. In fact, they're standing right next to you and I can prove it. And looking at you and saying... If you only knew how powerful you truly are, if you could just release your limiting ideas about your abilities to manifest, if you could release that one person who told you you were not pretty enough, you are not strong enough, you are not black enough, you are not skinny enough, you are not Latina enough, you are not whatever the fuck somebody has imposed on your soul to marginalize you and put you in a cage so you will be subservient to everybody on this fucking planet. Well, then you will start to manifest your miracles too. And this podcast is going to change your life. So if one of your friends sent this to you, if one of your 
um, cousins, somebody at the nail tech, somebody from the gym. The other day, somebody messaged me. She's like, Michelle, I was on a train in Chicago and this girl was like crying and laughing. And finally I said, what are you listening to? And she simply said, the greatest podcast that's ever lived and ever been on any planet. It's called Manifesting Miracles and her name is Michelle J. Lamont. And she, and this chick said the girl just started crying and sobbing and telling her her whole life story. And she was like, do you know this person? No, I saw it on social media. I went to the podcast and I've been binging ever since. And whatever universal energy it took for you to find this, damn it, today we're going to prove that your relatives, your ancestors, and everybody that you are missing is with you right now. And you might have noticed that this podcast is called Manifested Matt Frazier, Not What I Was Expecting. And you might say, who the fuck is Matt Frazier? Why well, wouldn't know who the fuck Matt Frazier was either unless I started on TikTok a year ago? And you've also heard, you also, you guys also had such a strong reaction, such an overwhelming reaction to the fact that my little niece, Haley, and I shouldn't say little because she's me a doctor in two years, um, was the very first person I ever interviewed. And so out of curiosity, my podcast producer said, why don't you put it on social media in your newsletter and see if people want you to interview other people? And if they do, do they want experts or do they actually want more friends and relatives? Well, I only have like three relatives <laughs> that I talk to and I only have like two friends. <laughs> the pool became very limited on what you guys wanted. Um, but because the universe implores me to be authentic in everything that I do, I took that shit seriously. And I decided that in order for me to tell you the story, the psychic journey of Matt Frazier, I, I wanted to bring on and have the person who experienced this with me, a podcaster herself, an entrepreneur, a very, very, very successful author, a mama bear, and an event plant, an event creator, a, an organizer, and an overall incredible humanitarian, hilarious, beautiful, smart, strong, and honored to call her my BFF. Now, honestly, her name is Katie Ray, but Katie, I don't know if I'm your best friend, <laughs> but you are my best friend. Yes, Michelle J. Lamont is a is a um, household name in my household. So the kids say her full name. Are you going to Michelle J. Lamont? Are you going to Michelle? For sure. Family, family, whatever we want to call it. Yeah, but the kids only love me because I send them food. Send them shakes and all. I will all, I'd let you guys in on the joke. I'm, I'm constantly sending her children food. Not because they're in need or they're hungry or Katie doesn't have the funds. It's because I will just be on DoorDash and I'll order myself a shake. And I'm like, I bet oh the kids God, would the like kids a shake. Love it. They were I, so excited. I bet the kids would like some bagels. I bet the kids would like some cookies. <laughs> and I couldn't even go to a- Do you a, need a, a bunt cake? Do you yeah, need a cake too? <laughs> I was supposed to go to your anniversary party yes. and I couldn't go. So I sent like 50 or this <laughs> huge ass- cake. Yeah, little one. like $150 <laughs> worth of bunt cakes. So I'm like, hey, I, I sent dessert. I can't go. <laughs> like, well, okay, this is perfect. But yeah, it's been, yeah, Michelle J. Lamont is the best. I'm very excited to be here today. So I wanted to tell you guys, thank you, Katie. I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about um, 
and and listen, first, let me just start by saying, I do not know Matt Frazier and Matt Frazier has no idea who I am. And perhaps he'll listen to this podcast one day. Maybe you all will send it to him. Who knows? Um, but at the end of the day, I want to talk about psychic, psychic mediums. And I specifically, and I want to like take this down a notch. I want to talk to all of you who are in so much pain. It hurts to even think about the person you miss. And if right now their face is coming into your reality, it's because they're right there with you. Now, if you had asked me that before I saw Matt Frazier, I would not have been able to say that with my whole heart. I would have said, like, yeah, they can, I can connect to my mom. She sends me signs. These things are happening. I started my trek down, let me find a psychic, the second I had $5 in my pocket. And it took me many, many years to admit how desperate I was to talk to my mom. My mom was the only person who never hurt me, the only person who never abandoned me. And so when something like that happens, I understand your pain. I understand your suffering. I understand how you just, you just want to ask one more question. You just want to say one more time, like, do you like my hair? Should I, should I go out with that boy? And excuse me for getting so emotional, but just, I know my mom's here right now because whenever you have a huge vibrational shift, it's because they're sitting right here with you. And so when I think about psychics, Coming from my culture, if you say you're a psychic and you're not, it's like being a, like, I'm not as bad as being a child molester, so I don't want to compare it, but it's a very big thing. Like you never want to say you're a psychic unless you really have sight. Um, it's really a bad omen for your family. So I really have so much like disconnection from the psychic world. And I desperately wanted to have like one more conversation with her. All I ever wanted. Because I felt like I never could talk to her and I never could see her. So for those of you who are bone aching, soul shaking, earth-shattering, sad, that that person isn't here anymore. I want you to know that they really are, and I'm going to prove it today. Katie and I are going to prove it today. And that I don't want you to feel so separated from them. Excuse me. And I don't want you to feel so alone and so so desperate to have that conversation because guess what? They've been in all of them. Every fucking conversation you've ever had, they've been there. Now, if you've listened to my podcast with, thankfully, so many of you share it and distribute it and have a connection to it and have a vibration for this, and well beyond the years that I'm here on the planet Earth known as Michelle J. Lamont, this podcast will continue in perpetuity to help people. 
and to serve people and to allow people to manifest their truth and their realities and have this divine path on the planet. And you are no exception. So one of the things that I always do when I book a psychic is first I'll create a fake Gmail. Oh my God. <laughs> first thing is do not tell them your identity so they can't look you up and stuff. So they can't I look get me up. Yeah, yeah, Everybody's Googleable, yeah. but I'm more. Mm-hmm. Like they could say anything if they knew yeah. my real name or whatever, they could look it up into that and say, oh, your mother mm-hmm. or your whatever, yeah. right? And so for me, it was very like, I didn't want to believe that they could talk to her and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like, what makes you better than me? And so that was all of my fear and my insecurity and my doubt. And then the other part of it was, well, why would she talk to you and not talk to me? And so I would, you know, I would say since I had a dollar in my pocket, probably, you know, I would say when I was 26, I started doing things that weren't rent, you know, merchandise, employees, whatever it was, I would do like, okay, I'm going to get my nails done. Okay. I'm going to get a massage, you know, stuff like that. And then I was like, you know, I I would hide it from my ex-husband because I wasn't really allowed to spend money. Um, even though I made all the money, which sounds crazy now. Yeah. You're like, was this the real life? Yeah. And I, um, I snuck away and I saw a psychic. And from that time, I would say from then till now, I've probably hired 30 different psychics in my life. And about a handful of them have been actually gifted with sight. So first I book it on my fake Gmail account. Um, and then I say some false name and if they ask for a number and I really, you know, have to give them a number, I'll just give them some friend of mine's or usually I ask Sean to Colette, can I, if you get a text message, you know, something like that. That's my other friend. <laughs> other best friend. These are my other friends. That's my, I have Plus two. your Gmail big booty bitch. <laughs> well, actually, yes, yes, it was. Psychic big booty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Going down that journey, really just wanting, like, because you have to understand, like, and, and and here's the thing. I know that those of you who would do, would give your left arm, would give anything to have five more minutes with that person who's who's not able to answer the call, maybe somebody you never met, maybe you only knew for a few short years, it just weighs on you. And depending on how close that connection was, it can literally drive you to a place of complete depression and pain. And so going down that psychic journey for me, anytime somebody was really good, I would just lose my mind because they were saying things that nobody would know and they were talking about things that nobody would know. So last year I joined the TikTok world (laughs) and (laughs) I was like, I'm going to start TikTok and I am going to hit, made a a portal in my bathroom, a mirror portal, and I put TikTok, a dollar sign and 30K. Well, 30K wasn't the dollars, but it was the amount of listeners or followers that I wanted. And by 
August of the year of last year, I hit 25,000. So I'm almost at 30,000 now, which is the universe be like, yeah, if you put a little bit more effort in Michelle, you might hit 30. <laughs> You're almost there. <laughs> I'm almost there. It's good enough. It's like that it's swing and it's a hit. And so um, I'm encouraged to do these lives. So I hired a TikTok coach, which helped me nothing. Helped me nothing. Okay. Nothing. Thing, you guys like literally nothing and I'm not going to say their name because they're still on TikTok and um, I spent I think $1,500 and got like she was trying to put everybody into her method which is the worst way to create so I think people who are good on TikTok um, who get a lot of people f- to follow them and, and get higher algorithms. First, it's not just you in the picture, you talking the whole time. Second, you're sending them information immediately right off the bat to get them to listen to you. And third, um, you make it interesting and you make it about the audience and not about yourself. And so I think that that that's what I knew from Instagram. <laughs> and I did that and all the stuff that she taught me was not helping me. So one of the things that I learned in my research is that people who do TikTok lives get higher algorithm pulls than people who don't. Like the, the algorithm remembers that you're doing lives and they want you on the app all the time. So I decided I would start watching lives and see who was, who was doing it. So one night, it was like midnight, about three and a half, four months ago, um, I opened up and here is this bejeweled, fabulous, um, angel crusted wings behind him with the thickest, most incredible Jersey accent, Italian accent. Hello, darlings. <sighs> Hello, darlings. This is Matt Frazier. Let me tell you about your relatives. Okay. Let me tell you about your relatives. Okay. So listen here. Do you have a mother, a mother that passed away? Was it a car accident? Was it a white car? Uh-huh. Uh huh. She's showing me a Jeep. Does that make sense? Can you give me some confirmation here? And so I was, Katie, I was hook, line, and sinker. And I was like, okay. And these people on the live, like you can see their comments, like, please, Matt, pick me, please, 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 please. And so I was like, okay, like, mm, interesting. Well, he just kept coming up on my feed and up on my feed and up on my feed. And I was like, is this the algorithm or is this the universe? So I went back and I watched some more videos and I found the way that he um, knew specificities of things was experiences that I had had with other psychics who were really talented and had the sight. And so I was like, oh, he's legit. And I literally wrote down in my little book, I was like, I'd love to manifest Matt Frazier. Just put it down there, you know, just because I was really, I thought, so I looked up, he doesn't do any private readings. He only does group readings. <laughs> I was like, oh, and I think it's just because he's too big and he's too famous and he makes too much money on the group calls and he's mastered his system, however it is, you know, he's a good business person. He has a good, good person who's deciding these things for him. And, you know, I can only imagine how much an hour with Matt Frazier would be anyway, because in an hour, he made like $200,000 that night at our event that we went to. Oh, so, yeah. Right? We were doing the yeah. math on the seats. Because, you know, I made a little entrepreneur. I'm like, how much is each seat? Let's count the rows. I was like, oh, shit, he just made $150,000 at this fucking event. And so, yeah. and so um, I, I wrote it down. And I'm scrolling through TikTok. I'm scrolling through TikTok about, what, three weeks ago? Four weeks ago, maybe? And it says, 
like it stops and it's a video of him without the little, he has these little borders on his TikTok and he's like, hello, floor, hello everyone. It's Matt Frazier. I'm coming to your city. And I was like, oh my God, is he coming to Florida? And he was like, I'm, I'm starting in Florida and I'm doing a full Florida tour. I'm doing Palm Beach. I'm doing Boca. I'm doing Naples. I'm doing Orlando. I'm doing Tampa. And I was like, did he just say Tampa? I live near Tampa. Do I, does it consider? I don't live in Tampa. I live or in Tampa Saint Bay Pete. area. Tampa Bay area. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I'm like, did, this, did, did he just say, did I just manifest? Because he's like, yeah. Because he's not going to other states. He's only going to like 10 states. And this, each state, he's only doing like one city. But in Florida, he was doing a full Florida tour because he's a Jersey boy. And Jersey boys are going to do a full Florida show. They're going to do the whole state. That's how they're going to do it. They're going to do the whole flipping state. All right? All right. So. <laughs> New Jersey accent is fantastic. <laughs> oh, did you know? I know this is a special gift of mine. What your accent? I can I can hear any accent and do it immediately. I just oh. have to listen to it once. Just like you know how do you know how I play I'm bringing three? Scottish people out um, for you? Okay, I'd love to hear it. Shite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not Scottish, it's shite. I can listen to anything. And fun fact, fun fact, and also with music. Oh, that's cool. So, like, I play the piano, the flute, and the violin, and the recorder. Did that's you know so that? That's so cool. So, I can hear a song, and I'm like, and oh I can just start gosh. playing it. Like, my ear has this weird thing about it. That's cool. Thank you. So, um, my mom thought I was going to be a genius at something, and she, she put me in lessons with everything, and I was bad at everything. You're the genius of the mind. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Right. I can't walk the same You're way. Perfect. I can't do anything. So, anyway, I see that Matt Fraser's coming. And I look up the tickets, and one thing that you should definitely know about me is that I'm bougie as fuck. She hates driving. And I hate driving. But she will. She I will. She doesn't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I pay full insurance in the most expensive state to have car insurance, and I literally, the, the this first year is here, I went less than 300 miles the entire Cars year. <laughs> I mean, I think I went 50 miles. I mean, probably just get the license plate, and that was it. I got everything delivered. And so um, I'm not a recluse, but you guys have heard me talking about maybe I've become a little bit of a recluse. So I'm forcing myself like this year, I've I've written down how many days I'm going to the beach, how many events I'm going to go to each month, blah, 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 blah. So all that said, I text, I text sweet Katie Mm -hmm. and I was like, Hey Katie, do you know who Matt Frazier is? And I don't, did you know who Matt Frazier is? No, I had no idea. She texted me actually like five videos in a row. (laughs) I couldn't watch him yet. And then she takes pictures that he's coming to the hard rock. And she was just like, do you want to go with me? Will you drive us there? And I was like, okay, it's a Wednesday at eight. She knows I'm usually in bed at this time. (laughs) And I was like, no, but I want to drive her. And if it's something she wants to do, which I know if it's Michelle wants to do it, it means it's like means something to her. So I was like, okay, we'll do it. And then I looked at the guy and I was like, I love his jacket. Right? So that's how it got me there. I had no idea about him, but I did bring it up to my sister and she was like, oh my God, he's so amazing. I love him. I watch him all the time. And I was like, wow, there are people that know about this guy. Right. I mean, and so, and I had never heard of him. If I hadn't been on TikTok, I wouldn't have heard of Matt Frazier. And so how I'm going to prove to you that that person that you're aching to speak to, that person that you're 
just desperate to have one more conversation with is sitting next to you. If you're in your car, they're in the passenger seat. If you're in your house, my mom's sitting right here. She's right behind me right now. I mean, she's calmed me down. I'm, I'm calm now. But when I first mentioned her, she must be very excited because I just started bawling. And so I know she's here. I mean, I even have an altar, you know, a family altar that I see her pictures at all the time and all that sort of thing. So I'm very connected to that energy now. And I've had a a handful of psychics who have really been very good at deciphering the energy and saying things like they would say things I had in my kitchen and why I had them in my kitchen. And my mom knew about them. And it was just really incredible. So Katie comes, she picks me up and, um, my aunt had given me a pair of earrings at Christmas that my mother had. Now, do I fully believe my mother had them? Because, I mean, I'm not five. You think she would have given me these earrings before. But I think she just knows how sentimental I am about her. And the only thing I ever had with my mom is in a fucking frame in my living room. I mean, I don't like, I treat them like gold. Like, if the flood were to come through my backyard, I'd grab. grab that. That'd be it. That and the dogs, and that's it. The cash, whatever. I have a lot of cash in around my house. I should probably shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> She's just kidding. Just She's kidding. not Scarface. I'm not kidding. Scarface. There's no drug money. <laughs> when I say a lot of cash, I mean like $200, okay? I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not hoarding fives like the internet told me to since all electronics will break down and fives will be the best currency to use. And I don't have drop go bags and cans of food in my garage and drink water from the lake straws because I'm worried about EMF sun blocking things happening. Learn things today. Go on. We've exposed a few things. things. (laughs) No, none of that's happening. Um, So um, Katie, I, I, I grabbed these earrings and the night before... I envisioned my mom like handing them to me and putting them in my ear and I had like a little powwow session with her. And then I just kind of cleared my energy because like it or not, when you go down the road of trying to be open and energetic port, an energetic portal for all the things that you want to desire and to come into your reality, you don't get to pick and choose when you hear psychic information. And I'll be out in public and I'll know somebody's relative just died and I'll know something just happened and people will just walk up to me and start telling me their life story and do I know them and I seem so familiar and all that. And it's only because I have no desire to harm you and I have no desire to take anything from you. And I think because my energy really is just about learning um, and exploring that portal is just very open. So when I got in the car, Katie pulls up and I turned to you, I sit in the car and you were like, I said, if Matt doesn't pick me, <laughs> you were so, <laughs> how mad was I? You're like, if Matt doesn't pick, and I'm like, geez, I was like, I also, I wore my right. grandma's fingerprint um, necklace that my mom got us made. But I was like, Oh gosh, we got to bring a lot of energy today. I was like, Katie, if Matt doesn't call on me, this thing was a bust. (laughs) And I really like, I want to say I didn't have any expectations, but I had this belief in my mind. Like I manifest everything. I'm Mm -hmm. such a good manifester. And I really have, you know, I don't want to say that I've figured it all out, but I really Mm -hmm. do know how to manifest. I know how to teach people to manifest. So I truly believe in it. And I know you're listening right now wondering, is this real? 
Mm-hmm. With me, it is. And if you take my methods and you listen to another episode and another episode and another episode and another episode and another episode, or you jump on to Michelle J. Lamont right there in the show notes, you see where your hand is on the phone? Go ahead and slide that thumb on over and you're going to see those show notes and it's going to say my free seven-day course. You can take a free digital course right now on my from my show notes and get started moving in that energy. And you can get started manifesting right now. I mean, not right now. Listen to the rest of the episode and then start manifesting, okay? So I look at Katie with like all full energy and she was like, I was like, these are my mom's earrings and my aunt gave them to me and they're totally her. And then Katie looks at me and she pulls out her necklace. I have my grandma's necklace. And I was like, oh my God, we're the same person. But here's the thing. Everybody's thinking this. Yeah, but I didn't know what to expect. I just mm-hmm. had heard a story recently, which is crazy timing, about a woman channeling really her daughter who had passed away with the uh, Jersey, the lady with the big hair. Uh-huh, yeah, Teresa. Yeah, and I was just like, wow. She said Teresa. she brought the shirt and everything that her daughter like. So I was like, oh, let me bring something. Yeah. Didn't even know. And then when you're like, oh, I have my mom's earrings. I was like, oh, see, it is a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, whenever you go to a psychic, they always, if you have the material possession of mm-hmm. theirs, it still holds their energy. And you're probably holding it because they're telling you to hold it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you don't keep everything of a past loved one. I mean, I couldn't imagine anything that anybody would want of mine after I die. But, you know like maybe a crystal or something. I don't know. I'm going to take shit now. Start taking it now. (laughs) Nothing's worth nothing. I'm telling you, everything here is worth $5. So uh, these earrings, you know, whatever. And so we both started laughing and and we're going to the event and, and Katie knows the area way, but obviously she grew up here and I don't. So we get to the place and we start to walk in and we're being goofy and just, you know, joking around. And normally, on any given Sunday, I'm dropping the coins for first row seats. Always. I, first of all, I don't like waiting in line. Second, I don't like being around people who are going to shoving into me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I take a cheap flight, I buy the seat next to me because I don't want anybody next to me. Like if I take a Southwest flight and then have first class because it's the only airline, I buy the next seat. I don't want anybody touching me or talking to me because I like to protect my energy and I like to be just maybe a little bit too recluse sometimes or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not a gerbophobe because I'm not very clean, but I mean, I'm neat, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I noticed how the energy inside the casino mm-hmm. were people very high stress. But once right. we got into the arena little area, yeah. my, it was so. Well, beautiful. you know, I, here's the thing. Was it because I think. Well, yours was different. Mine was different because when we walked in, I knew we didn't have good seats. But I didn't know we would be on the very tippy top last Crazy, row right? all the way at the end of the aisle. And it was good that we were at the end of the aisle because then there would be nobody on my other side. So we thought, mm-hmm. um, but neither here nor there. So we walk in and we're looking around and we're fed like all of his e-televisions mm-hmm. and buy his book and commercials. S- commercials about like pumping you up, like getting mm-hmm. you ready for Matt Frazier, Matt Frazier, Matt Frazier. And then we get introduced to in the, on the show that it's his girlfriend who's now his wife and he has a, just had a second baby and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, Mr. Fabulous is just being broadcast on there. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So genius. And I, I'm actually... Um, I was about to say keynote, but I'm actually speaking at Katie's event um, for Fostering Fostering Hearts, um, February 25th. 
Tampa. In Tampa. So if you are in the Tampa, in the Florida state and you want to meet me and you want to talk to Celebrate me. Celebrate you February 25th. Come meet her. She's our hype woman. She's keynoted last year too. And I will have links in the show notes for two things. And I'll tell you those two things at the end. One is Celebrate You and one is her charity. And I'll tell you about that at the end. So when we when we we're walking into the place, I was like, Katie, we have the worst seats possible. And she's like, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> These are great. These are awesome. I'm like, Katie, he's never going to walk 50 freaking steps all the way up to the top. I was like, my mother fucked us. <laughs> my mother fucked us. Not motherfucker, but my mother fucked us because why would she buy these seats? Why would she put me in these seats? Like, no one's going to get up here. So the second we sat down, I had to decide whether I was going to give into my fear of not talking to my mother or I was going to be annoyed the whole night. And so Katie kept trying to say stuff like, it's good that you're on that seat. There's nobody in the other seat. There's no, there was this one little seat. It's the only seat of all the 50 seats that had like an extra seat on it. And so it, it was, it was a weird thing. And so I put my purse there, Katie sits next to me. And as we get seated and the auditorium starts to fill and person by person comes in, I'm observing everybody's faces and I'm somebody that looks for opportunities to serve. I look for opportunities to be a blessing. And as people, like I said, we're on the tippy tippy top row. As these elderly women were walking up the stairs, I jumped up and started holding their hands and helping them in and da 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 da. And then Katie and I noticed a, a, fat, a wonderful gay couple um, who were trying to take a picture. And I, I think I pointed to you or you pointed yeah, to me or something like that. And there's no way they could have got the selfie they wanted without assistance. <laughs> and nobody was willing to help them. But we're, we're not, I don't know, my Floridian, but Floridians know we always help the tourists, right? We're going to take pictures all the time. Everywhere you go, if you're a Floridian, you go everywhere you go, you're like, can I take a picture for you? Yeah. yeah, can I help you take a picture? It's just kind of like, you know, New York, where's, where's Times Square? Right, right. And, 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 and like in California, if you're in LA, everybody's like, where's Chinese theater? Like there's three things that, you know, you know your states. Okay. And so, um, <laughs> and so as I'm noticing the people, I'm noticing something in my mind that I'm not talking to Katie about. I don't think I ever really told you about this, but I would notice that in a group of two or three, there'd be one person that was very heavy and the other two people that were like support staff. Yeah. It's cool. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. And as I'm watching, I'm like that one, that one, that one, you know? And so Matt comes out, finally it's showtime and we continue to help people. We had an, a, an extreme experience with somebody that sat right next to us, but I really want to talk about how I can prove that Matt Frazier, that you, that your relatives are with you right now. So I want to tell you this story. And if it doesn't go too long, we can talk about our, our friend. And if not, we're going to talk about the, the other thing. And so, um, as we're seated and Matt comes on stage and, you know, I, because I'd seen his TikToks, I knew exactly how he was going to come out. They shut the lights down and then they always do little videos of his sneakers that light up with like angel wings on them. And he comes out. Was he wearing a glitter yeah, jacket? Glitter jacket and like Converse shoes. Yeah, there. glitter jacket and Converse shoes, his little, you know. High tops. E! Entertainment, fabulous, yeah. you know, America's favorite psychic mm-hmm. is his tag and all of that. So... He comes on stage and he starts explaining, like, you know, he tells a little funny joke, like, I was here at the hotel last night and all of you brought your souls and I couldn't sleep at all. (laughs) The whole casino was full of dead people. (laughs) 
Yeah. And he even said like all the souls are sitting like we are waiting to be called on. My ears are ringing uncontrollably right now. Wow. That's crazy. Oh my, all I can hear is this loud. That's crazy. Oh my God. That is so weird. We're going to go with it because that's psychic energy. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Okay. Get out of my ringing. And so, um, and so as he explained, as we were sitting in those seats, our relatives were sitting either right next to us if the seat was empty or right behind us as we were in the auditorium and everyone starts looking around because not this whole event was sold out. This whole was, and as a lifelong entrepreneur, I'm always interested how people make money because I'm always like, well, if I needed to make 10 K, if I needed to make that. So I'm always analyzing businesses and stuff. And so I'm doing the math. I'm like counting the chairs, not really listening to Matt. I'm trying to figure out how much he'd make. Okay. How much did you make today? How much did you make? And so, um, he starts talking and he, he first, he talks to one person and, and he, you know, told her like, I, th- I think the person's, um, husband had died and, uh, it was his first read of the night. And then he goes to the second person. And I, I think I was kind of, um, doing the math in my head about the money. Um, so I w- don't really remember the first person, but the second first person was, I remember. Okay. It. First person was a son who was clean and wanted to let his mom know that he just took too much of something and he didn't over- overdose again. And she just wanted to make, because he was clean for so long and he wanted her to know that he was doing well. And that was when he told his sister that he didn't like her hair from a week ago. Right. And, and then, then she had just changed. Yes, it. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so the, that's right. And so this, the brother told this, Matt Frazier tells the sister, mm-hmm. your brother loves your hair now. Yeah. yeah. What'd you do different to your hair now? He loves it. And she was like, oh my God, I got this done a week ago. She goes, oh my God, I got hair extensions a week ago. He's like, there you go. And so I was, I think at first we were like, wow, yeah. because when I got my first cover picture made for my very first podcast cover in Dallas, um, I got hair extensions and the psychic that I love in Dallas that is very accurate about the dead. Um, one of the very first times that I met him was right after I did this. And he was like, oh, your mother loves what you did to your hair. She loves how it looks now. And I was like, what? And she's like, she's pointing to something inside of your head. Did you do something inside of your head? I was like, hair extensions. And so that's when you know that this isn't something, but there could always be a plant. Now, being in the media world for as long as I've been, I've been to live shows, I've been to recorded shows, I've been to all of these types of audiences where they just have an audience sit there all day and they'll record like three shows and it's the same audience and they go change a shirt or go do this. So I've seen where after the show ends, the plant or the people that are there to ask specific questions stand up and go backstage. They don't go out with the audience. So the next person that comes up are these, he was like, somebody over here. And he starts walking up the steps. And so I have hope. I have hope, Katie. I'm looking at him with his little glitterati. And I'm like, Matt, come here, come here. And I was thinking like, I'll wave my hands and I'll make a motion. And he said, don't wave your hands if you're thinking about doing it because it makes it harder for me to tell who's there. That's how accurate this man is. And so then the next person that he goes in and speaks to are these, this family and you have to, the whole row has to stand up. And if you're going to go to a Matt Fraser show, just learn right now. Yeah, learn. If, whole row. <laughs> if he calls one person on the row, whole we row. all stand up. And so as I go to do this, 
I mean, as I'm watching this, the whole row stands up and the two sisters are sta- are talking and this one sister's on there and she's talking about, he's like, he's showing me a truck. He's showing me a truck. And she's like, and he's only talking to the one and, sister. And, he, and, they're, and they're all, they're, they were like, they're all sisters. He's only talking mm-hmm. to the one sister. And she seems to like, not comprehend these these words that he's saying he's like something about a truck and she's like oh yeah i have a truck and then they keep talking then the other sister goes you have the same truck as dad not only did they have the same truck but he left her the truck so she had her dad's truck and she carried her dad's truck keys with her everywhere she went so not only was he 100% hitting on the truck and maybe it was nerves, maybe it was fear, maybe it was whatever it was. If you've lived your whole life believing that if somebody says they're psychic, they're the devil or they're evil, maybe it's not something you can just wrap your brain around, you know, which I get. And so the other sister's like, you have dad's truck, you have his keys, you guys have the same truck. And so this whole thing went on. This went on for, you know, a good 15 minutes. He ends up reading about six people, right? Probably six or seven people for the hour, hour and a half, you know. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that? Six or seven, yeah. Six or seven. And person by person and situation by situation, by the time he got to... The lady whose husband's who husband who had died, who had killed himself, and they owned the deli, and he mm-hmm. had the shirt. Yeah. I had this profound revelation come over me, Katie, and I couldn't really process it or talk to it at the time. But what I had noticed was that everybody that he was calling had somebody who had either been murdered or committed suicide. Or had overdosed or it was like, it wasn't cancer. It wasn't, you know, um, well, there was one guy, one heart attack, but he already knew he was sick. Remember? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't something like you may have expected. It was, it seemed like, it seemed like the emotional connection they had to the bereaved person, the person they were bereaving was not an average emotional disconnection. Their lives stopped. Their lives stopped when that person died. There was a crater-sized emotional gash in their life, and they cannot step over it. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching, and the first thing I noticed to myself is like, I am sitting, Katie and I are sitting in an auditorium full of pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I felt, too. Everybody was suffering together. And we were all there supporting each other. Mm-hmm. And person after person and situation and story after story, I started to realize I didn't need to hear from my mother. No. I knew that the reason that these people were being called up was because their pain and their suffering was so intense and so deep and debilitating that they just couldn't move on. I think a lot of those people who he called on, I would say 50% of them contemplated suicide because of this pain. I think they had been through so much trauma, especially like the mom with the shirt. There was just so many people. And the specificity and the healing that we had during this transformation led me to one conclusion only. 
And I don't know about you, Katie, but for me, watching that and seeing all those people, um, almost you could almost see instantaneous healing. Yeah, for real. I, yeah, that's why I talk about it to everybody now because I've never because as someone who wants people to be loved, seen, heard, this has I think you said it perfectly like it stopped their entire life this grief and it's like here's your moment to like and your loved one is seeing you stopping your entire life because they're gone and they want you to know that just from the first one it just blew me away with the the mom whose son just wanted her to know like I was thank you for everything like thank you I you I know you're sitting there wondering if I overdosed or did this and that's like I want you to know I didn't and I'm just like oh and it's just I told oh oh, it was just so powerful to me because she had she's like I've seen you three times and this was the last time I was coming she Uh, explained that differently oh so she said to Matt Frazier I've been to three of your calls and I said before I came to my son, I'm not coming back. This is the last time I'm coming. I don't want to do this anymore. And he was the first one he saw. That's how powerful that was. And I told Michelle when we left, there were multiple times I checked my watch for my heart rate because the energy inside that room was making me like a little nervous because my heart was racing. But it was more because I'm also an empath. So like I feel stuff. And, but it was a different feeling. It was like me saying like, oh, these people now have some type of closure or feeling of healing that they can now leave here with like that weight lifted off of them. It was just so powerful. I literally tell people, even if we're not even talking about loved ones or anything, I'm just like, oh, my, my friend took me to Matt Frazier and I went in not Looking up Matt Frazier, I saw one video about it that Michelle sent me, but I had no time to like research this guy. I went in with no idea. So I just absorbed that whole evening and did watch like people attract to Michelle or say, this is a good show to Michelle. And I'm just like, why would they come to Michelle and tell her that? <laughs> but like, it was these like little, I was just like, okay. And a guy who had lost his boyfriend sitting next to us with Michelle and Michelle hates touching people. So I was like, do you want to switch seats? And she's like, no, she upset. Yep. And I was just like, wow. And I love a good Jersey accent. I can't do Jersey accent, (laughs) but I, I, I just took that experience as something I would have never been in, in. I would have never been like, I'm going to go see Matt Frazier in my life. And I was just like, I need to learn something from this. And I learned that there's so many people grieving in any lost one, a relationship, whatever that grief looks like. And it's just like, goes back to my mantra of just like, treat people like humans and be kind because you have zero idea what people are going through. I mean, when he pulled the aunt out of the audience for her nephew and people are like, you can Google people's stuff. An aunt for a nephew, like, give me a break. break. Like, no. And then the person next to her lost her husband. So the whole roast, I was just like out of control. I I couldn't. And Michelle saying like the one sister who couldn't remember the truck, I think it's because you're really nervous. You're like, what's happening? And the energy gets super intense. So people can't answer correctly. But seeing the sister outside on just a normal walk and then Michelle going into planting people in audiences, usually for like reality stuff or things like that. And that woman was just like, yeah, my sister's been skeptical. I told her. So when we were done, so before we get to the- Sorry, I'm sorry I jumped to it. It's just like too many things happening. So many, it was such a powerful experience. So first- we're in a sold out show. Okay. And all of his shows should be sold out because 
the, what do we figure a thousand people at that event or 500, 600. 600? Yeah. So the 600 people at that event were healed. And, and, and I go back to like biblical times Mm -hmm. where they would talk about like Jesus, the Christ, how he would come and heal Mm -hmm. people and Moses and all these saints and, and groups of people. Why? Because, well, if you know what the Maharashi effect is and you understand how energy, it's exactly why we have mosques and we have temples and we have group things, because as a group, we heal better. As a group, we manifest better. That's why in my classes, people manifest so much money and so much things happen because you're in a group of support and feelings. And the one thing that all 600 of us had in common was suffering. And by the end of the perf- per- I had to say performance, but 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 at the end of the of the show, show. of the reading of the Matt Fraser mm-hmm. experience, I I literally it took me a minute, and I remember we we're walking out, and I I thought to myself in my mind, I no longer need to talk to a psychic. I can tell you from this moment forward that. Your relatives are always with you. And if you really do allow them to communicate with you and to help you and you talk to them, like I talk to my mom all the time. I even switch out her little Coke cans because she likes Coke. And so I switch out the Coke cans and I give her a Coke. Um, Don't make me cry. I'm sorry. That's so cute. (laughs) She should point at the Coke can. I looked over. I was like, shut your mouth right now. (laughs) And so I realized something. I was like, I... I am really, and what the dead, what Matt Frazier really teaches you is that the dead are not dead and that everything really is energy and that you're suffering for no reason. You're suffering for no reason because right next to Katie is her grandma. Right next to me is my mom and my grandmother and and even my father and even the babies I've lost and the dogs that I've lost and, and it's all energy. And walking away from that experience healed me. It healed me in a way that I did not know I needed healing. And just because I'm emotional about something doesn't mean I'm suffering. Mm -hmm. And if I could have paid Matt Frazier $2,000 or $5,000 to have that whole, well, it's a hundred thousand. So I couldn't have bought the whole auditorium, but if I could have just had like that experience for 5,000 or $10,000 without going to therapists, without trying to attempt suicide, without all the alcoholism and all the things that I've suffered in my life, I don't even, I can't even imagine how my life would look because I have been in turmoil since I was 11. And Seeing all those people and why he chose them was very poignant to me. It was almost like, hey, guess what? You're not suffering like they are. So we can't call you because you're not in desperation and you're more in peace 90% of the time than you are not in peace. And these people get one minute of peace. One, one minute a day of peace where they don't remember that their son or their husband or their father or whatever was violently or, or just gone, just gone forever. And I was so, I was so emotional. I just couldn't, I really couldn't talk. And how many times can I not talk? <laughs> we, yeah, we didn't talk during the whole thing. No, and even walking out. Was and scary. me too. I, I don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
I know. Katie and I are- <laughs> We do not. So, yeah, I was quiet the entire time. But Michelle did ask a perfect question while you're walking. What did you get from that? Right. And it just made me think, like, every time we experience something, we should sit back and be like, what did we get from that? But this was, I mean, it was a room. And I am a skeptic, I yeah, would say. Yeah. But that changed my whole outlook. Right? A whole outlook. I just, it was so powerful in that room. And that one, like their faces were so sad. Yeah. And when he would say things, it was like that relief. And like, I'm body language. You can tell I can't lie. Well, I don't lie. And I'm like right on my face. I'm like, I hate this. But I was just like looking at their faces and people that didn't want to answer because they were skeptics. That one lady who lost her baby and her dad and they were older. And it was just like, oh my gosh. It was just like, ah, I was just, I can't, I tell everyone about this. And so Matt, what, what Matt, and, and if Matt is not coming to a city near you and you are in, if you think about that person more oh, than God. once a day, if you are listening to this podcast and crying, if you can feel the intensity of which your relatives are asking you to listen to this episode right now. And like I said, I do not know Mr. Frazier. I have no association with him and I make no money from this. Mm -hmm. I have nothing to benefit, but for you to heal. He does these open calls and it's like $20 or $40 and up to a thousand people can get loaded on the call and he will read their relatives on this group call. Like he does on TikTok, just to experience the, the, the suffering being relieved from their souls convinced me that I really don't need to go to psychics anymore. Now, do I have a psychic booked in March? Yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but I booked it. Something you, but you also... I also booked you it You like doing energy things like yeah, that. Yeah, I do Reiki, I don't think I you're doing it. Yeah. I mean, of course, you're always in grief. It's the cycle. Yeah. But I also think when you said if you're grieving a loved one, it's more like, are you debilitated? Like, yes. can you not get up because you're so sad yeah. or you are? Because I feel like you always grieve your mom, but yeah. you do it in a way where you're honoring her and you're doing things that she'd be proud of and like things like that. Where if you're in a state where you just need that, it's so heavy that you need that. That's when you do it. Yeah, I would I would highly recommend you go in on one of his Zooms mm-hmm. and watch it. And they're constantly getting sold out. Um And as Katie and I are walking out and like the smoke filled casino and not the good kind of smoke. (laughs) We are also not sponsored by cannabis, but not the good type. (laughs) (laughs) And 420, here we come. So um, the, as we're walking out right behind us, Katie goes, oh my God, it's the sisters with the truck. And I was like, what? And we turn around and because like I said, if you're a plant, you go backstage when the audience wakes, when the, when the show is over and the recording stops and the red light turns off, the plants or the people who are with the company go backstage and go out that door. She was with us in the audience. Like the last little bit of confirmation, both of us, even though Katie's much more skeptical. And we were the last row of the last people on the last motherfucking row. And these girls were on like row four. And we get up and we're walking out of the casino. We're walking to our car, to Katie's car. And Katie's like, it's the sisters, it's the sisters. And I turn around and I start talking to them. And what does the sister say? 
I've known he's been with us this whole time, but my sister who got called on has been a skeptical this entire time. And she's like, what? How cool? And it was her daughter was right next to her. And they were just talking about the aunt that just, I mean, it was, I, I, she was just like, it was like the, it was like the cherry on the cake. She said, I knew he'd call on her yeah. because of how powerful her dad and that relationship was. That relationship her sister and how much and her sister her was dad. hurting. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And how close they were. And they, she just knew it. She just knew it. And so. All I'm saying to you in this moment, and I hope that I've communicated this in a, in a profound way, the way that it has impacted me, and I hope that you understand, do you think of all the topics that I can talk about, I would unnecessarily <laughs> give Matt Frazier, someone I'm making no money off of, and have I paid for my damn ticket, all of this business? It's because it's a profound healing experience mm. because when you see this these people who are just hurting just just devastated just absolutely devastated by the loss of this energy heal almost instantly like you can just see everything leaving them all the heaviness leaving them all the pain I didn't need it. I didn't need it. I didn't need Matt to call my mom because I knew in that moment, my mom was always there. And my mom has, like, I, I went to a psychic recently and the psychic was like, oh, your mom's here. And she gave me some specifics. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like 50% was right. 50% was wrong. And she goes, she won't do, I kept telling my mom to do party tricks. <laughs> I was like, turn the lights on and off. And I would I would meditate for like hours. I'm like, turn the lights off, turn the lights off, turn the lights off, turn the lights off. And her mom basically said, chill the fuck out, Michelle. Stop. Nothing's ever good enough. Yeah. Don't ask me to do this shit anymore. So the psychic said, my, your mom said she's not going to do anything you ask because you, nothing is ever good enough for you, Michelle, and you'll always want more. So if she turns off a light, you're going to want the whole house. If she turns off the whole house, you're going to want the block. If she turns off the block, you're going to want the city. And I, like, I was like, okay, you're probably right. And I was in instantly healed because I truly, truly, truly felt, I truly, genuinely, honestly felt that everybody in that room was feeling the same thing that we were feeling. And that in one, an hour and 30 minutes, this man healed 600 of us. Yeah. And I don't know if everybody felt that way, felt that way but even if half of us, if you healed 300 people, you deserve a million dollars a minute. I know. Really? And, and that's the thing, too. They're like, uh, people would be like, but he's making money off it. I'm like, are you so? yelling at a football player? Right. This man is using his gifts to serve. Amen. And it's just like, that's what I saw it as. Yeah. And and when you told me, like, how the Zoom call was, like, 50 bucks or something like that, I'm like, he's not even asking what he—he he could ask for a ridiculous amount of money. But it's just super— uh, I mean, I, I don't like, yes, you're going to make money off it. You figured out your gift. But like, if you can heal a room like that and allow people to see one another for what it is, yeah. like we're all grieving in some type mm. of form and to have that moment of just release and, and not everybody meditates like Michelle or not like me. I'm not, I am not the reflection of Michelle, but we are like, we're very, <laughs> we're very compatible, <laughs> but like, it's so different. Cause I learned so much about stuff. I don't know. So to be in that place and learn so much and have an experience that I literally, I, when Michelle's like, do you want to do this episode? I'm like, I've been talking about this experience to everyone. I was so moved by it. Uh, I bought, I sent Katie the book. Yes. Yes. So I, I after, <laughs> yes. And I afterwards, really, yeah. I, I, I bought the book for, I wanted to support Matt more. Yeah. So I bought Katie the book. I sent it to her as a gift, as a like little thank you. And then I bought myself a book and, and then 
I was sitting on it and I was like, I called Katie up and I said, Katie, I've had this most profound mm-hmm. healing experience mm-hmm. from that night. And I think we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to do it without you. It was good. It, it was so good. Yeah. No, I mean, we were already bonded, but mm-hmm. now I think I we're know. soul family. I like I think like there's no, nobody else I could have experienced that mm-hmm. with that would have had the same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so listen, Matt, if you're listening, kudos thank to you. you. Yeah. Thank you. I hope that. I hope that you know that all these people are genuinely being healed by your gifts and talents. And I, and if you are psychic or you feel you have psychic abilities, please go do the work, become mm-hmm. a psychic. We need more people who are tapped into that higher frequency on this planet because watching all, I don't know what it was, but being a spectator and watching all those people healed, I healed, mm-hmm. I healed in a way that, I, I mean, we went home, we were like, we're going to do whatever we want. Yeah. We're going to dance. I was like, I'm dancing outside yeah. and turning up the music when I get home. Uh-huh. And it was like 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock. Yeah. Like, I'm in bed by then. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, course. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to dance. And Katie's yeah. like, I'm going to do, I'm going to eat ice cream. I'm going to yeah. <laughs> Katie's like zero body fat. Uh, da- uh, no dairy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So whatever. So she's like, I'm going to go do something like that. You know, and I did. I stayed up. I didn't go right to bed yeah. because I actually, because you asked that question, it made me reflect. Yeah. And I'm glad you did because it allowed me to really absorb because again, I'm, I'm not a reflection machine. I cannot sit there and meditate for an hour, but I wanted to like absorb and you, and you said it is perfect because as someone in like the energy field that you're in and manifesting and all this, well, why would you want to tell anybody about it unless it impacted so many? Yeah. You know, like you knew yeah. in that room and your mom knew I'm going to help these other souls get up because Michelle is being extra tonight <laughs> because she's in the top row and she's not in her usual bougie front. But I thought the top row was so good. We got to see everyone. Everything. I mean, everyone. I could see the person in the very corner. I wasn't stuck in the front where I had to turn around. It was literally Bird's eye view. Oh, my God. Right? And, you know, so So. your family, the person that you miss the most, the person that you wish could just, you could just, like, for me, it was like, you know, nobody told me about periods. Nobody told me about makeup. Like, there was so many things. First, I would have never been there. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't even go into it. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was so transformative that if I hadn't already booked this London psychic that's like a six month wait list. I don't think I would have booked a psychic and after yeah yeah and and will I book psychics yeah because I if they're good and they're Fun real thing. yeah it's good to talk to them it's good to have those convos with my mom but now I don't feel desperate and what was funny enough last night I'll tell you what happened I had one of my first really psychic experiences here so I was laying in bed and I was trying to decide if I was going to eat dinner and I really had only had like maybe four hundred calories. And I was like, ah, every time I don't eat, I wake up with a really bad headache. So maybe I should go eat. And as I'm laying in bed, I was thinking like, oh, well, if I had to cook something, I'd want music on. But I didn't. I'm so lazy. I didn't want to go grab my phone from the charger in the bathroom and put the music to my speakers. So I was like, oh, well, fuck it. I'll just go in the kitchen and see if there's like an apple or something I can eat. And I go into the kitchen and my little green portable speaker was sitting right there charging by the microwave. And I go into the kitchen thinking like, oh, I should have, I I saw something I wanted to cook up, like some squash. And I was like, I should have been listening to music. My radio comes on, Taylor Swift comes on instantly. And so I thought, was my phone charging? Maybe it was in the bed. So I run right into the bedroom thinking one of the dogs touched it. 
uh-uh. It was in the bathroom by itself. And I had just thought, I wonder if that, I wonder if I should listen to music mm-hmm. and whatever spirit or guide was here said, yeah, you need the music. Here it goes. That's your mom on. telling you to fucking eat is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on no sempic, y'all. So just FYI, that's what's going on. Your mom's like, eat, bitch. <laughs> so... I've had that experience in that and I, and I felt like it was my mom. And so I just took the whole, you know, four and a half minutes to dance to mm-hmm. lover, you know, yeah. by, by, by Taylor Swift. And so Katie, you know, one of the things that I think really, um, it wasn't something that drew us together. The universe drew us together. We're, we've always known so each crazy, other. Right? Yeah. Crazy. So one of the, as you guys know, um, at the age of 10 and a half, my father gave me away and put me in an orphanage and, and just disposed of me. Um, and, and I also want to preface this by saying, I do not hate him. I do love him. I have forgiven him. And, and, and every time I go into a psychic reading, he's the first person that shows up and it's so annoying. I tell everyone that story. Always. It's John. They're like, letter J. I'm like, oh, because Matt Frazier also said, no, that spirits come in that you might have hated that are going to try to say sorry or something. And Michelle has that with her dad always. trying. She doesn't hate him. I'm just right. saying, like, she's that- always trying to be like, Michelle, I'm sorry. And you're like, go away, John. <laughs> I'm like, John, shut up. I'm trying to talk to Maria Marlene Sterling Wahida Lamont. OK. And so, <laughs> listen, I want to tell you guys like okay so first katie i didn't talk to you about this beforehand but Mm -hmm. one of the things i did with my niece um which everybody loved that episode so much it's been my number one episode this year um that my producer told me the other day the number it's insane so you guys really liked Mm -hmm. that episode um was that i let Haley ask me or talk about anything like that that because you guys just know me as the person that comes on and just like you know, helps you and, and this is a more, this is a more personalized, you know, behind the scenes sort of situation. Um, Katie, I would give the, the opportunity to you now. Is there anything that you've ever wanted to ask me or is there anything you want to ask me, um, that might be interesting to the, to the, um, listeners about me? I feel like I know almost everything. Yeah. We get into such deep conversations, but hold on. What a, what a, what a good question. This is my time. I need to get a good one. <laughs> okay, how about this? While you're thinking of a good question, is there anything about me that would be Interesting. shocking or whatever? Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. All right. Um, I think something cool, because I think you, you, you have a very uh, plethora of people that how you close up relationships that no longer serve you. Okay. I think there's a lot of people that you're very good about uh, leaving uh, with as much as you can give someone, Mm -hmm. like giving people that, like how, you know, when someone isn't duct tape, good. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. I was talking about like friendships, friendships. How We're so scared to like drop a friendship, but you're like very good about protecting your energy. Yeah. I will. Um, I will Scorpio sucks. Karate mm-hmm. chop you out of my life. But I life. think you do it in a way where it's like you still think about the person and give them for good sure. energy. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know what you could tell about that, like how you give a tip for that. Well, I think one thing is that before I send my final goodbye text, I have somebody that I care about read it 
to make sure that I'm not being too harsh or too critical in the goodbye text or in the closing of that door. Um, because I do want to honor the relationship that we have had. Mm-hmm. And just because this relationship is now over for whatever reason, um, I don't want it to be like I've set the bridge on fire, but it's very clear this door is closed. I guess it's amazing to me because as someone who works with foster kids, to have a foster child honor themselves so well, I think you kind of like amaze me with that. But it's taken a lot of work. I mean, you do the work every day. Yeah. So maybe I'm just answering my own question. Basically, I had my own dialogue about Michelle for myself. But I think it's really important for people to know, like, your energy gets to be protected. Yeah. And and sometimes, I mean, Michelle has her moments just like she was like, I can't believe we're sitting up on the top level. Like, you have your human moments. Your, moments. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we, yes, she's aware. Um, <laughs> but, like, you're still very human to people, mm-hmm. even if you can't have them in your space. Yeah. And I think people need to know that's okay. Yeah. Maybe that's one of your episodes mm-hmm. is how to really how to protect, your protect your energy. Yeah, because right. you're really good at it. Yeah, because for me, I genuinely believe that everybody is here for a season, a reason, or for life. And when one red flag shows up, I don't burn the ship down. But when the second or the third one shows up and I can tell that you are disrespecting yourself because you're disrespecting me, Mm. then we don't have anything left to talk Mm. about. And I just don't have the energy to lie and I don't have the memory like, I just forget everything. Like, I just, I, I go on. Like, oh, like, that's how you yeah, like, protect like, yourself. Yeah, I just oh, keep yeah, going, yeah. keep going, keep going. And so I won't remember shit, you know? And mm-hmm. I don't think, like, the friendship that ended, like, you know, you know of a particular person. Oh, yeah. Right? That then reached out to me, was like, I miss mm-hmm. you. I think about you all the time, you know, my birthday mm-hmm. and everything. And I was like, I just give a very polite yeah. and nice response and there was nothing negative about it. And I know I could tell that she was hurting. Mm-hmm. I wasn't because yeah. once I, once you show me who you are, all, all energy is cut off. I do not want to speak to you. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be around you. I don't hate you. I don't dislike you, but the universe showed me your other side for a reason. And I don't ignore yeah. the universe. Yeah. I, I love that. And not everybody's is I mean, everybody's as powerful as that, but like, they're not as in tuned with protecting. They're worried about hurting people's feelings and, you know, like, oh, I'm going to disappoint, you know, disappoint my Mm -hmm. grandmother, disappoint my mother. Fuck your grandmother. Fuck your mother. Disappoint everybody. They're not in your skin. They're not in your shoes. This just got real. Um, (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, but here's why. But here's why. You're, you're, you're the family member that is holding you hostage to something that they desire for you is not allowing Mm -hmm. you to fulfill your timeline, your path and to manifest. The fastest manifestors are people who are like, fuck you. I don't Uh care. You think Taylor Swift gives a shit? No. Right. Look at how fast she's, look at her. I mean, yes, she's been doing it since she was 12, but look at the mass amount of, she's the Mm -hmm. most powerful person on the planet right now. She is one of the most powerful generators of the planet. You cannot go anywhere on the planet. And what did Taylor Swift do her whole life? Go watch Miss Americana journal. All she did all the time was, I'm going to be sell out stadiums. I'm going to be a rock star. And then she would write poems. And she was just, and in Miss Americana, her mom had boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of her journaling. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Why? Because spelling, S-P-E-L-L, is a motherfucking spell. And if you're not out there writing it down and journaling about it and writing about it, you know what they're going to find when, I, when I'm dead? 50 fucking spirals of shit you don't even, can't even read because I write have handwriting like a serial killer. And... And, and all of that shit is coming to my, to my reality, yeah, right? That's so cool. So one of the things that I love most, and we'll wrap up. So if you guys, you know, you're like, okay, Michelle, wrap up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that, that I um, really loved about Katie and really admired most about Katie. And when I found out that she did this, I literally, like, I remember when she told me at the time, I tried it's not to. an idea. Yeah. I tried not to overreact because in my mind, I was like, how could this be my friend? How could this person of all the people that I could meet is Katie? Because Katie decided that kids and well, you tell them why you what tell them about your charity and what you do. Um, Fostering Hearts Florida was created a year and a half ago because I was done crying about hearing stories about kids in the system. And Michelle knows this. I get sad and I don't want to sit in it very long because it wastes time. But I decided to create I, I was talking to older foster kids through a creative agency I was working for and I was watching them do videos and I was crying the entire time. I wasn't helpful. And I'm listening to these 13 year olds say they have to motivate themselves in the morning. And I already work with adults and corporations that I'm doing workshops. And I'm just like, adults have the access. These kids have no idea and they have no one to rely on. And it ripped my heart out and hearing about siblings getting separated. I would look at my kids and I was like, could you imagine? I was just sick of being sad about it. And I was like, kids need more from us, just like every child. And I decided to, since the system screws our foster kids literally in the system and they don't provide anything, I wasn't going towards the law because I'm not legislation yet, Uh, but I wanted to provide services. So I took the first year and a half to understand other nonprofits doing the work and I've decided to elevate these programs so these kids are no longer just surviving, but they're thriving. And I found a huge educational gap, meaning the self-worth, self-confidence piece, but being stuck in the public school system is they're vulnerable children and it's just not right for them. So we are going to bring them safe spaces to where they're at and meet them there and show them that there is hope and people to rely on and provide teachers that have the capacity to do one-on-ones and things. Because if you hear about Florida education, it's a shit show. It's atrocious. So yeah, yeah, it's horrible. And, and we're just leaving these kids to really fend for themselves and their children. So, and when they're 18 and they get pushed out of the system, just like Michelle's story, it rips my heart out because at 18, I was doing hood rat shit with my friends. I can't imagine you having to have an adult mind. Um, cause again, our brains don't stop developing until 25 and we're just leaving these kids with absolutely no one. And I have a support system like no other. And I couldn't imagine not having one person. Well, the system is set up for those. And I didn't even know your story when I told you Oh wow! the fostering hearts. Oh. Cause we just remember, no, we yeah, were here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We randomly met up. Yeah. After an event, I wasn't even at that one event, but you were like, hey, I saw you on it. Like she slipped into my DMs and I was like, she's saying, yeah, isn't that so funny? That's why I always, and I came here and we talked about all of our life. Yeah. I talked first. Yeah. And then I told her about Fostering Hearts that I had just opened this nonprofit and this was my goal. And I just see a little tear in her eye and she's like, I don't know if you know my story. And then she told me her story and I was like, this is a 
Kismic. Well, it is. It's reminding because it's like stay the course. And Michelle said one thing to me one time because I had a huge obstacle through this. And she said, I don't think you realize every foster kid is need needs a Katie, yeah. like needs someone fighting for them on the other side. And I was just like, OK, keep going, like just keep going. So that's my charity. Because when you turn and depending on the state, when you turn 18, Texas gives you twenty one dollars. Bye. A toothbrush, a toothpaste, that's it. Like literally, you're in the orphanage on Monday and then they open up the gate and just tell you to go onto the street. And these are already kids that come from homeless families. So the system is set up because in this matrix, we have to enslave a certain number of people. And the enslavement of your soul leads you to drug overdose, to alcoholism, to prostitution, to um, creating a life outside of the realm that you could create if you learned how to manifest and manage your energy. But they don't want, they don't, you know where they're teaching meditation at? Schools that charge $100,000 a year to be 10 years old to go to. Ivy League colleges are now requiring people to meditate prior to test taking because you retain information better and you can pull out the information faster. But if you're somebody who's been subjugated to sexual abuse, um, you've seen your parents get one in prison, whatever it is. And now the state, the state who doesn't give a shit about anybody wants to take the child away, it's got to be a pretty bad situation because they're making money off those tax dollars. And then guess when they're going to make the next money off those tax dollars? When they imprison you. Because have you have a baby that also goes into the system. Right. Yeah. So you have children out of wedlock um, and then they make money out of that. The schools make money. Everybody's making money off of your matrix Uh of, of like nothing is set up for you to succeed. And so... They have to have prisoners because those prisons are privately funded and privately owned. And some fat rich guy is over here making money off of every person we incarcerate. So the laws are not built to help people. The laws are built to incarcerate people. We're all actually prisoners here. We're prisoners on this planet forced to work from a certain date to a certain end. If you Google Bank of United States, you will find that they issue social security numbers for every single human that is born in the United States and they buy an insurance policy against you, the human, and they determine how much money you are going to make in taxes. And that's how they fund the federal government. What? Google it. Okay. Yeah. You will go deep. Listen, I didn't. Yes. So if they determine that you're more likely to be a prisoner, your insurance policy is this much because they know the prison systems are going to make this if you're going to get arrested and tickets and all of this. So that's why it's like weird when the rich white person's kid, you know, is a drug addict or blah, 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 because it's out of the norm. It's everybody that's like me that grows up in these systems that they're expecting to fail. I was the Oh, like out of all the people that were graduating that year at the orphanage, it was me and one other person that were going to college and not because a a single motherfucker said, Michelle, you should go to college. It was because my mother put it in my head that that was the most important thing to her. And so that became my only goal in life was to survive the orphanage, the assaults, verbal, sexual, physical, mental, emotional abuse to survive my father, to survive that situation and get into college. But what happens is, let's say you get put into where I was, Katie, and you're 
you are not doing well. And most of us are not. Mm-hmm. And you're always surrounded by people who are not loving. Mm-hmm. They, they, those people who are in those systems are in it for the paycheck or they have sexual prelocations uh-huh. for children. Okay. There's really only two types of people in those places. And so no one's walking around saying, Michelle, you're on the honor roll. Great. I remember being slapped in the face because I told them that I made the honor roll third time in a row. It was like eighth grade or something like that. And she slapped me so hard when I told her that I remember physically seeing blood coming out of my mouth as like a 12 year old child and seeing it go on the white wall in her office. Mm. And she said, you just need to marry somebody because you're halfway decent looking. You need to marry a wealthy man. That's the only thing that you're good for. Don't get any high hopes and think that you're going to be some smart person because I'll make sure that you get taken down a couple of notches. And then she would tease me and call me honor roll and then get the other hoodlum kids that were there calling me honor roll and beating me up at night and stuff like that because they don't want you to win. And so now imagine that you're not even in an orphanage, but you're in some stranger's house. And these strangers, some of them good, most of them good, but some of them not, decide that you're in there and your your problems are too big. Well, now you got to go to another foster home and then you have to go to another foster home. And one of the biggest things that they don't have is support. First, nobody buys you any luggage. You're moving your shit. My shit was in in trash bags. If I had to move from one home on campus to another home on campus, I had to throw all my shit in a garbage bag. And then when you get there, they check it all to make sure you're not stealing anybody's stuff from the other home unit. And so if you're a foster care kid, you go from one environment to another environment to another environment. And what Katie's charity, Fostering Hearts, Mm -hmm. um, is, is they are going to provide uh, like via Zoom or in person Tutoring, both, both. Yep. tutoring, after school care, um, music, Just, yeah, education, education. Yeah. So they'll have programs too to cater to what extracurricular activities the kids want, and they it'll be on campus of a group home of forty kids. It's a beautiful little neighborhood, four different houses, and it's and that'll be there. And that's our first um, foster atmosphere. We're going to roll this out on, and it gives them the ability to catch up and not be drowning in school system because most of them have not been in the school system for years. Um, and it allows them to have that support so that they can thrive and not just get lost in the system and not be seen. Um, and then if they want to do fo- uh, football or basketball or band, they can just uh, connect with the local middle school or high school and they can dual enroll in that school and do the extracurricular activities. So they'll have that social piece but my goal is to give these kids the self-worth that they need, um, that they know that they there's more out there than what has been handed to them right now. Because when you're in that situation, you don't think anybody cares. Nope. I didn't think anybody cared. I had two people who helped me that whole time, and I still know exact. I remember the exact moments they mm-hmm. helped me. I remember. I can remember the conversation. I can remember the freckles on their face. I can remember everybody. And these kids don't have Katie's out there, but you can be a Katie for Katie. Be a Katie. I think the other thing you said there is perfect. Like, ask a foster kid or adult now, did you have anyone to rely on? And when you hear them say no, like, if that doesn't affect you, that you were a child at 11 and you didn't have one person to save you from the horrible humans that were touching you, like, it's just like... One person. These kids don't have one person. Not one. And at where our first place is Joshua House and Luth, 
Dee Dee, who is the exact, you can tell these kids love her and rely on her, yeah. but she's one person. Right. Like we have to have more, like yeah. there has to be more people. So in my show notes right there where you see the, the description of the, of this episode, um, you're going to see a link to Katie's charity, Fostering Hearts, where you can yeah. make a donation. Fostering Hearts, Florida. And then celebrate you for Michelle's speaking event. And if you're in the state of Florida or you want to come hear me speak and, and it's not past March 2024, or sorry, February 2024, <laughs> um, <laughs> that then I want you to come because the dollars spent at Celebrate EU are going to put a teacher in front of a foster kid, is going to put a musical student, musical chair, who knows, a violin, a piano, who knows. It's going to help a kid that doesn't have anybody out there. And for the first $500 that gets donated to Fostering Hearts Florida, Fostering Hearts yep, Florida, you, um, you will get that credit towards any program I have. So right now I have a boot camp coming up. Okay. If you were to donate the $500 for the boot camp, all of that money would go to Fostering Hearts and you would get into the boot camp. But if you do $25 or $50 or $100, like let's say that, you know, you, you do $25 and you've always thought about getting one of my mugs. You have a mug. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, great, right? Money, yeah. Manifest some money. It. You can scan it now. There's a new meditation. I don't know if you've listened mm -hmm. late, lately. Um, but the mugs have a scan on it. Well, you'd get a mug for free. If you do a $30 mug, you're going to get a mug. If you do a $30 donation to help these foster kids, you're going to get a mug from me for free. You can get a journal. Sweatshirts are coming out. I know it's springtime and bad time of the year, but listen, it's just, it is what it is. That's who I am. And so um, the first $500 that gets donated will go directly to her charity. And, and instead of paying for um, something with me, you would get that in turn in exchange. And don't worry, I donate to char Katie's charity on my, on yeah, my own. So don't worry about fostered, it. I mean, she sponsored an entire family for Christmas. So <laughs> but, Michelle is Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's always like, I wish I had an Aunt Michelle. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope, I hope my biggest, oh, my deepest and biggest hope is that if you are truly feeling like they're not there, you can't talk to your daughter, you can't hold her hand again, you can't talk to your son, you can't talk to your mother, you can't talk to your grandmother, that relative, that fiance, that husband, that relationship that is just, just a, a memory now. I guarantee you that if you were to go into one of Matt Fraser's shows or go onto one of his lives and you were just to sit back and watch the pain being lifted from people, you would have a healing and transformational experience yourself. And it was so heavy on me that I just thought we have to do a podcast on it and I have to have Katie in with you because we and I experienced it together. So, all right, Katie, we're going to be wrapping up right Woo! now. This is like the longest episode I've ever I'm done. Sorry, thank you for having me. No, you? listen, I probably just, hey, listen, probably won't do one that, there probably won't be an episode next week so everybody can get caught up on this two weeks, this two hour fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> Three days later... <laughs> But I do believe it was all important and informational. <laughs> so for those of you who are suffering, for those of you who are in pain, for those of you who are just wanting to, to smell them, to hear them, to touch them, to know them, I guarantee you they are there. And I can tell you as somebody who was obsessed with this, I have been healed. 
I have been healed and I feel like a very different version of myself. And one of the things that I can tell you most is that when you lift that final veil of pain, you will manifest like a motherfucker. You will be manifesting like crazy. And so as we close this episode off, we are going to end it with just one round of everything. So everything is always working out for me instead of us, everything three times, and then we'll wrap it up. All right. So make sure that you go to my show notes, make sure you sign up for my next live class. The boot camp is coming up in March. It's time for you to manifest your miracles and change your life. And I am the person to help you do that because I believe in you 100% and I will figure it out and help you move that energy. So, all right, all together now. Three, two, one. Everything is always working out for me. Everything is always working out for me. Everything is always working out for me. Everything, everything, everything. All right, listen, producers, it's time for you to cue that motherfucking music. Thanks for listening to this episode of Manifesting Miracles. Now it's time for you to take action. I invite you to hang out with me just a little bit more by signing up for my newsletter. You'll get instant exclusive access to the practices that will chart your own path to abundance. And yes, spark that highest version of you. Head to the show notes right now so you don't miss a thing. Now listen, I fucking believe in you. And it's now time for you to win, win, win. Yes, yes.